Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. It is yours truly, the one and only Rodimus Prime here on this Thursday, August 4th, 2022. I had to look at my calendar because these days go by so fast. These months have gone by so fast. I don't even know what day it is. (laughs) But anyway, I hope everybody out there is doing well. Hope you're safe. Hope you're safe and sound. All that good stuff. The weekend is almost here. It is almost upon us, so hopefully you all will be uh, working, making the time go by, or enjoying yourselves during the time off, whatever the case may be. On today's show, uh, let's talk some football. How about that? Let's talk some football on today's show. I don't know about y'all, but I am ready for some doggone football, okay? Every single year, once football season ends, I'm ready for it to come back. On today's show, we are going to talk about some SEC football. Yes, I have to be biased here because, you know, I am SEC born and bred, okay? When you talk about collegiate, when you talk about the collegiate level, you talk about collegiate excellence. Yes, you have your Big Tens, your Pac-12s, your ACCs. But when you talk about the Southeastern Conference, when you talk about teams like Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, etc., you have to talk about the sheer dominance that has been the SEC within the last decade or so, right? I mean, even going back to the days of the mid-2000s when Florida and Tim Tebow and all those guys were doing their thing. You know, so the SEC has been staying strong within the last decade or so. But, you know, like I said, I'm ready for some football. I don't care what level of play it is, whether it's uh, little league, middle school, high school, collegiate, pro. I'm ready for some football, and we're just mere weeks away from the beginning of football season. Now, on today's show, I'm gonna give my news, and I'm gonna give some news and notes, my thoughts on some teams in the SEC. Talk about last year's standings. Um, talk about some predictions that have been made from other, from various outlets and whatnot, and give my own personal predictions, if you will. Uh, I did see where Coach Saban, Coach Nick Saban, you know, everybody talked about what he said in May concerning Texas A&M and Coach Prime at Jackson State. Everybody's still talking about that. They were talking about that at uh, SEC Media Days about a month or so ago. I saw where he did an interview talking about how last year was a rebuilding year. It was kind of a rebuilding year, if you will. Now, I've said time and time again on this show, I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm a Nick Saban fan. The reason I'm a Nick Saban fan is because I appreciate the man's greatness. I admire his legacy, all that stuff. But I have to disagree. I'm scratching my head as I'm seeing this, and I'm like, where was it a rebuilding year? Where? Because before recording, I'm looking at everybody who came back, and I'm just looking at the seniors. He's got about... 15, 16, 17 seniors coming back on this team next year, right? So I'm trying to figure out where was the re- where was the rebuild at, okay? So your quarterback wins the Heisman Trophy in Bryce Young. He's coming back from it for his junior year. Uh, a top first-round pick, if you will. Uh, your defense was okay. It was subpar, right? It wasn't the type. It wasn't the typical defense that we know Alabama to have. You went to the SEC championship game and you won. Then you played the same team in the Georgia Bulldogs, who I'll talk about a little later. 
You lost in the national championship game. So I'm trying to figure out where was the rebuild? You know, these coaches, not just Saban, these coaches in general will just say any and everything that comes out of their mouth to make it sound good. Some you can agree with, some of it you can't, some of it you have to disagree with. This right here, I have to disagree with. Because I don't see where the rebuild was. Maybe I'm just looking at it from a different lens, but the bottom line is, everything that I and others have mentioned, including Paul Feinbaum from yesterday, those are actual facts. Your quarterback, Bryce Young, won the Heisman Trophy, you won the SEC title, and you went to the national championship game. So where was the rebuild, right? And like Paul Feinbaum said, anytime he loses, he comes up with excuses. He comes up with the biggest excuse. Why can't he just say, I got my ass kicked? Why can't he just say that? That would be easy to say, right? But at the same time, you know, like I said, these coaches just say any and everything that comes out of their mouth. But, you know, it is what it is. I think Alabama... You know, Alabama is one of the favorites to win it all again this year. I won't be surprised if they do, but we'll talk about that a little later. Um, looking at uh, these news and notes from some of these teams, I just want to give my analysis, my thoughts on some of these teams, if you will, things that went down. It's always a crazy year in the SEC. I mean, you had teams like Kentucky winning 10 games, Ole Miss Arkansas, they surprised a lot of people. You had some teams that really took a nosedive, like Auburn and Florida, for example. And I'll talk more about them in a minute. But we're going to start off with the national champs, the Georgia Bulldogs. Coach Kirby Smart signed a 10-year, $125 million coach, uh, contract extension, so he'll be there for a long time. I don't see him going the full 10 years, but what do I know, Right. Anyway, they won the college football playoff national championship, their first national championship in football since 1980. And they dominated Alabama in grand fashion, if you will. Uh, Coach Smart, he had a lot of players go to the NFL this year. Um, So they're looking to rebuild. Now, that's one team you can say is definitely trying to rebuild, the Georgia Bulldogs. But they'll look to uh, defend their crown, if you will. As they head into the upcoming season. Um, Stetson Bennett, if I can say his name right, they treated this man like he was the king in Georgia. He wasn't all that great to me, but, you know, we'll see how he does in the upcoming season. But I think the Georgia Bulldogs will try to pick up where they left off. The Florida Gators. (laughs) Oh, my. The Florida Gators. I don't know which team had it worse when it came to losing. I mean, there were a lot of teams who lost in the SEC, but when it came to the top two teams, in my opinion, that lost the most, it was the Auburn Tigers and the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators won their first two games of the year, and then everything just went downhill from there. Coach Dan Mullen ended up getting fired. You could tell that he was just done. He didn't care. You know, that's one thing I hate about coaches. It's like, you know, they have a good season. They have a good couple years, and then it's just that... It's just that that it's just that one year where it's just like okay, I'm done. I'm tired. I want to get out of here, and that was basically the mindset of Coach Mullen, if you will. So he was out, and they finished six and six. Florida ended up going four and six their last ten games after lo- after winning their first two. Uh, Billy Napier from Louisiana was hired as the new man to lead the Florida Gators, 
and to rebuild and clean up the mess that Dan Mullen left at Florida. So it's going to be interesting to see what type of system he has in place as far as the Florida Gators are concerned. And the Billy Napier era begins this season. Again, Dan Mullen was out. Billy Napier hired. So he's looking to change the culture at Florida. Alabama. I mean, I talked about them already. What more can I say? Um, They won the SEC title. They lost the national championship game to Georgia, the same team who they beat in the SEC title game. Bryce Young won the um, Heisman Trophy. Uh, He's coming back for his junior year. So I won't be surprised if he ends up winning it. It's a possibility that he could win it again. Who knows? And he's he's one of those players that's definitely going to look to be better than what he was last year. Bryce Young had a phenomenal year. I mean, you could easily say that there were other team there were other players better than him, but when it's all said and done, when it was all said and done, Bryce Young was the man. Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy, so let's see what he does in his junior year. And then we talk about the Auburn Tigers. Let's talk about the Auburn Tigers, shall we? Uh, it was it was the tale of the tape, if you will. It was the tale of two teams. And the reason I say that is because Auburn at times really played well, like they should have. And then there were games where it's just like, why did you let this team win? Right? Um, they ended up going 6-7. and seven. They lost in the... Birmingham Bowl to Houston. One of their seven losses. And I wrote down all their seven losses before recording. Right? Uh, Brian Harsons, who was uh, hired from Boise State, his first year, as I mentioned, went six and seven. And a lot of people wanted the man fired after his first year. And I just didn't understand that. You know, he's trying to build up a culture. He's trying to clean up the mess that Coach uh, Malzahn left, if you will. So once Coach Malzahn was out, Brian Harsons came in, and Bo Nix, you know, I wasn't the biggest Bo Nix fan. I really, honestly, I really didn't care for Bo Nix. He was just overhyped to me. He transferred to Oregon, so I'm I'm really hoping he does well. I really want to see how he does at Oregon, if you will. But the Auburn Tigers, man, I mean, it was tough to really watch them. It was really tough as an Auburn fan to watch these guys just go out there and just stink up the joint. And again, I wrote down all their seven losses. Uh, They played Penn State at home this year. They lost to them in a nail-biter, 28-20 on September 18th. Then got whooped by Georgia at home on October 9th, 34-10. Lost to Texas A&M at A&M, 20-3. They lost to Mississippi State 43-34. I'm just like, why? why? Why do this to yourselves? No disrespect to Mississippi State, but there was no reason why we should have lost to Mississippi State. No reason. South Carolina, are you kidding me? They lost to South Carolina uh, on November 20th, 21-17. Again, they lost to Houston in the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, the Iron Bowl, right? That was on November 27th. A lot of people projected Alabama to blow out Auburn in grand fashion. 
they took Alabama to four overtimes and lost 24-22. Now, was I happy that we lost? No. But I'm sitting here like, where was this Auburn team that we needed all year? Where was the Auburn team we needed all year? Y'all pussyfooting around letting some of these mediocre teams beat us. But then we play Alabama. Then we want to show up. Like, I, I just never understood that logic. I mean, it was a good game. Don't get me wrong. But I was just flabbergasted at, like, where was this Auburn team that we needed the whole season? Like, where were y'all? Then we go to LSU. The LSU Tigers got rid of Coach O. Coach O, no longer the man. You know, it was a lot of talk about him. A lot of people wanted him out after that national championship win in 2019. Because once uh, Joe Burrow went to the NFL, I, among other people, automatically said that LSU was not going to repeat as champions. It was obvious because Joe Burrow and a few piece and a few people on that team were the glue that held that that squad together. Joe Burrow was the glue that held that squad together, right? And it was again, it was obvious that uh, LSU was going to take a nosedive, a serious nosedive, right? And it seemed like every game, it was always talk about Coach Orgeron. Is LSU going to fire him? Is LSU going to fire him? Is he going to stay? Whatever. They let him stay. At the end of the day, at the end of the season, he was gone. And I had to look up his buyout before uh, before I recorded. He's going to receive $16.8 million for the next four years. Last I saw, he's going to get $5 million in December and two payments of a $1 million this year. If he hasn't gotten it already. And he can eat all the cheeseburgers he wants. Because his time as LSU is done. The man that took his place is Brian Kelly from Notre Dame. He's one of them coaches that I really don't care for. But the Brian Kelly era at LSU begins this season. You might as well say after he played Coach Saban in the national championship game, what, a decade ago? He knows the SEC. I'm using Coach Saban as as an example because Alabama blew out Notre Dame. Remember that? So he he kind of has some some SEC experience, but now the test begins with Coach Kelly um, trying to revitalize the LSU Tigers, trying to mold the team, if you will, in his image. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens now that Brian Kelly has come from Notre Dame, from South Bend, all the way down to LSU here in Louisiana. So we'll we'll definitely be tuned in today. Uh, like I said last year, the SEC had another crazy year. A lot of talk about uh, who was the best team, who should get in the field of four as far as the playoff is concerned, all this type of stuff. But uh, like I said, the Georgia Bulldogs were the last team standing. And looking at last year's standings, we'll start off with the East, Georgia. They finished perfect in SEC play. They only had one loss. They only had one loss. They finished 14-1. Kentucky. Kentucky was one of those teams that surprised a lot of people. They finished 10-3. 5-3 in conference play. Tennessee behind them at 7-6. 
Missouri at six and seven, South Carolina at seven and six, Florida, as I talked about them, six and seven, and poor Vanderbilt. I mean, it's Vanderbilt. They finished two and ten. They're always going to finish last. They can finish good. They can finish decent in any other sport but football when it comes to the SEC. Vanderbilt will always finish last. Nothing else to say there. Then we move on to the West. Alabama at 13 and two, one loss in conference play. Ole Miss. Uh, they finished 10 and three. Uh, Coach Lane Kiffin really had that team on point. So it's going to be uh, another season to where uh, can he get that team to where they were last year? Coach Kiffin is going to look to pick up where he and the Ole Miss Rebels left off. So I was very surprised with that. Arkansas, another team who uh, made some noise in the SEC unexpectedly. They finished at 9 and 4. Mississippi State at seven and six, Texas A and M at eight and four, Auburn and LSU respectively finished both at six and seven, with Auburn finishing sixth and LSU finishing last in the West. Uh, the SEC Championship, Alabama defeated Georgia forty-one twenty-four, and the National Championship game. Not much else I can say there. I've said it already, time and time again. Um. SEC media days were last month, and a lot of people were already making their projections, making their predictions, stuff like that. I see a lot of people picking Auburn to finish last, and I I say Auburn because Auburn has one of the toughest schedules this year, right? And, you know, I think the way I see it is, I think if Auburn, for example, if they can play their cards right and be consistent, they can shock a lot of people. You know, and I got this off of SI.com. If I can uh, flip my notes here. Uh, hold on just a second. Uh, but Auburn, once again, is projected to finish last. Of course, you have the other... You have the... Uh, you have the other two teams... In Georgia and Alabama that are going to finish at the top no matter what. Okay, here I am. So according to SI.com, and I did this last night. I wrote this down last night. According to SI.com, the SEC East will go like this. Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, Florida, Missouri, and Vanderbilt, of course. The SEC West will have Alabama, Arkansas, A&M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, and Auburn. I doubt that. I could be wrong. You know, anytime I do stuff like this, I always say I could be wrong. But I don't feel like they'll finish last. I don't feel like they'll. I don't feel like they'll have as bad of a season as people think they will. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, they have a tough schedule. They have to uh, play A&M. They have to play Penn State at home. They have to play Alabama. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have a tough schedule. They're going to have a tough time trying to win games. But if they can stay consistent, if Coach Harsons can get that team right, then the sky's the limit. I feel as if we can beat Penn State, and that's the third game of the year. That's the third game of the year at home on CBS, right? If we can beat Penn State, the sky's the limit for Auburn. You look at other teams like Georgia, who is definitely rebuilding unlike Alabama. They're going to have a tough time trying to defend their crown as far as national championship is concerned. 
Uh, you got Florida. They're looking to rebound. They're looking to turn a new leaf, if you will. Texas A&M, they're looking to make a statement. So the way I see it is you got your top two tier teams in Alabama and Georgia, right? You got other teams that are looking to make a splash and rebound and rebuild. And then you got some teams that were on that high from last year that will kind of take a nosedive. So that's the way I see things. So here are my personal predictions. Just my personal predictions. Again, I could be wrong. I say this all the time when I do stuff like this. So these are my personal predictions as far as the SEC is concerned. In the SEC East, it's obvious Georgia will win. I got Georgia uh, going 10 and 3. And I'm just look I'm just saying 10 and 3 because I'm not looking at other bowl games and stuff like that. I'm just looking at strictly SEC. I got Georgia going 10 and 3. I got them going 6 and 2 in conference play. I don't think they'll breeze by the other teams like they did last year. I think they'll have a couple losses on their belt. But I still think they'll go number 1. Tennessee. I think Tennessee will fall right behind them, if you will. Uh, I think they'll go nine and three. I think they'll go nine and three, and I think they will surprise a lot of people, and they will shock a lot of people. They will look to make a statement, if you will, as far as the East is concerned. I got Florida coming in at third. I think Billy Napier will really clean up a lot of the mess that Dan Mullen left when he got fired at Florida. I think Florida will shock a lot of people. They'll be one of those teams in the conference that will shock a lot of people, if you will. They're not winning the East because I said Georgia's going to win, but I think Florida will win eight games this year, right? I don't have none of the team schedules in front of me, but I think Florida, I think Florida can go eight and four and rebound from where they were last year. Kentucky. Kentucky will kind of take a, um, I won't say a nosedive, They'll regress a little bit because they finished second last year. I think they'll also finish uh, eight and four. I'm sorry, Florida. I got Florida going nine and three. I'm sorry. I got Florida going nine and three. Kentucky going eight and four. South Carolina, they'll still right where there's, I mean, it's South Carolina. South Carolina is one of those teams that are just mid. They are one of the most mid teams in the SEC. I think they'll fall to five and seven instead of seven and six like they were last year. I think they'll go five and seven. Missouri, they finished fourth last year. I think they'll also go five and seven. But I only have them winning one game in conference play. They're going to really have a tough time uh, come this season. And Vanderbilt, no surprise here. Vanderbilt will finish last. I got them going three and nine. Zero and eight in conference play like they were last year. I just said what I said earlier about Vanderbilt, and I stick to what I said. I got Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina, Missouri, and Vandy. That will round out the SEC East. Now let's talk about the SEC West. Of course, Coach Saban, Alabama, they're finishing number one in the West. I got them also going six and two in conference play. I think they'll go eleven and two. 
I think they'll go 11-2, and two, and Bryce Young will once again be a candidate for the Heisman Trophy. I think he'll pick up where he left off. Now, will he win the Heisman Trophy again? I don't know. I'm not going to say I doubt it, but I don't know. But I think they'll go 11-2 and two in conference play, 11-2 and two overall. Now, 2-3. and three. As many times as I try to do this, I really... I really fought myself on this. And here's why I say this. Ole Miss finished second, right? At 10 and 3. Alabama finished number one. Auburn finished almost second to last. As I stated earlier, if Auburn can play their cards right, if Coach Saban, I mean, Coach Harson can get that team right, if the consistency is what it needs to be, and. You know, a lot of people project Auburn to finish last. I think Auburn will finish second. I I predict that Auburn will finish second, okay, in the SEC. I see them going two. I, I see them going ten and two with two losses. Also six and two in conference play. I think their two losses will be against Georgia, and I'm gonna say Arkansas. I think we can beat Alabama. If, if, if everything goes smooth, everything goes right, if we can beat Penn State, for example, in the, what, week three, if we can beat Penn State at home, and that's a, that's a day game, if we can beat Penn State at home, then the sky's the limit for the Auburn Tigers. But as far as Alabama is concerned, I think we can beat Alabama. And I think we play Alabama at Alabama. So who knows what's going to happen. But I, I think, I'm not going to say I strongly think, but I, I have this feeling that Coach Harson is really going to get that team in check. And they're going to make, they're going to be another team that makes some noise in the SEC. So I think, I think Auburn can go 10 and 2, followed by Texas A&M at 3. So like I said, I was, I was fighting on this as many times as I tried to get these predictions right and stuff like that. I think Texas A&M will go 9-3. and three. They finished fifth last year. I think they'll, they'll improve some. You know, everybody's looking at that game at Tuscaloosa. I, don't, I forgot what day it is, but everybody's looking at that game, Texas A&M versus Alabama. You know, everybody's going to bring up what Coach Saban said in May, all that type of stuff. I think Texas A&M will beat Alabama at home. Because, again, I got Alabama going 11-2. and two. I think Texas A&M will have motivation on their side when they play Alabama at Tuscaloosa. When they play Alabama in Tuscaloosa, they're going to have motivation on their side as far as what Coach Saban and all this dispute with him and Coach Fisher is concerned. I think Texas A&M can beat Alabama. And I think they'll finish third behind, behind them and Auburn. So I got Texas A&M going 9-3. and three. Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss will have that same magic as they did last year. I think Coach Kiffin and that crew will go eight and four, and I think they'll kind of take. I won't say they they'll nosedive, but they'll also regress, if you will. So I got Ole Miss going eight and four. Arkansas. How about the Arkansas Razorbacks? I think they'll be a team that definitely nosedives. I got them going five hundred six and six. Mississippi State. Mississippi State went 7-6 last year. I think they'll win two games in conference play. 
and they'll also go six and six. I don't see them improving much compared to last year. And LSU, I think, uh, I think LSU, you know, as I'm looking at this, LSU uh, is projected to finish six. I got them finishing last, like they did last year. I think they'll go three and nine. And have one win in conference play. It's going to be tough for Coach Kelly to get that team together in his image. So I think that the uh, the LSU Tigers, I sh- I think they'll go three and nine. You know, because again, when 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 they won the national championship a few years ago, they weren't going to have that same magic like they did when Joe Burrow was there. That was then. This is now. I don't see LSU improving much compared to what it was last year. The SEC Championship, I got Georgia versus Alabama again. This time with Alabama again winning the SEC Championship. So those are my predictions and my picks for the standings as far as the SEC is concerned. So as I stated before, it's going to be a very interesting year as it always is in the Southeastern Conference. It's going to be one of those crazy years to where you just, it's like you can't really keep up. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here for the ride. I'm here for all of it. Because as I stated at the beginning of the show, I am ready for some football season. And I hope you are too. So again, those are my predictions, my picks for, South, for the Southeastern Conference 2022 football season. I can't wait for everything to just kick off. That being said, um, I don't say this enough. Subscribe to the podcast, Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime on CastBox and, and Podvine, if you will. Listen, subscribe, like, share the podcast. Tell your mom, dad, the whole world about Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Rodimus. And anything else I got going on, you all stay safe, stay blessed up, stay prayed up. My name is Rodimus Prime. You all enjoy your day, and I will see you guys next time.